I met an incredible girl on the internet. Smart, sexy, uninhibited. Of course, it turned out to be a 12-year-old paraplegic boy. <laughs> I'll be honest, the sex was disappointing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think we've reached a barrier there, haven't we? After hearing this joke, half of the nation decided to cancel this comedian because they considered him to be disrespectful and just simply offensive. At the same time, the other half of the nation, though, thought the contrary. They thought that it should be freedom of speech and people should decide whatever they want to put in their comedy shows since it's a comedy show and it's supposed to entertain people without any limits. And this is the controversy surrounding dark humor the topic of this week's episode. We'll be talking about where dark humor comes from, we'll be learning where this term was coined, and then we'll be analyzing it from the pro and the con side, trying to answer the question, is it hate speech or is it freedom of speech? Listen along. Hello everyone and welcome to Overreacting the Podcast. I'm your host Michelle Ceriso and every week we overreact to important topics regarding intersectional feminism. This week on the podcast we'll be talking about black humor because it's a topic that I've come across in the past couple of days surrounding the Euro Cup 2021. So I received some messages from a guy that I know and he basically started making jokes about the Italians who were beaten after the football game saying yeah that those beatings are part of football and it happens it's you know it's in a funny way and I asked myself okay why am I supposed to laugh at this and I categorized it as dark humor because that's what we label everything that is humor based on things that shouldn't be funny and so let's start by giving it a definition. Dark humor is basically humor based on serious situation and topics. So mostly it's like death and, you know, mental health issues or bad things that happen, like crimes and much more. And so that is why it is also called black comedy or gallows humor. As you hear from the name gallows humor, it comes from the gallows, which is a method of murdering someone. And so it's basically that second name is to show you the humor is based on not funny things like death, for instance. The term dark humor was coined by the surrealist writer Andre Breton in 1935. He was part of a surrealist group with Salvador Dali and Max Ernst. You probably have heard of Salvador Dali. So the person who coined the term of dark humor is basically a friend of Salvador Dali. And this writer, he wanted to create a subgenre of comedy based on skepticism and cynicism. He was writing a book, so he wanted to create a subgenre so that he could fit his book in there. And uh, his book was basically filled with the humorous treatment of the shocking, horrific, and macabre. Even though he coined the term, Breton named Jonathan Swift, another writer, famous writer in those times, as the originator of black humor and gallows humor because this man showed in his writings, so in the writings of Swift, he showed black humor in two different versions. The first one was that the wit arises from the victim. So the victim is basically the one making the jokes 
And the second version is basically the wit is to mock the victim so that the humor there is based on the aggressor who tries to mock the victim. And there are the two types that Swift created in his novels and Breton then incorporated that kind of humor, those two versions, into his own books. Now, during the 60s, the use of dark humor started being spread in day-to-day life, so for everyone. And it was mostly used to find the humor in negative situations, especially if it was after the war. They needed something to like give them a little joy, even if the dark moments of life. And now it is mostly used by a lot of people nowadays. You can spot dark humor also in TV shows like South Park or the Itchy and Scratchy show in The Simpsons. That's basically dark humor at its core. And a new meaning that dark humor has caught in the past couple of years was to make light of serious and taboo topics. About topics that earlier weren't very talked about and were important, but nobody paid attention to them and so considered dark. And so that's to shed a light to these dark topics. And it is used a lot by comedians. You might know Jimmy Carr or Rick Gervais. They use it a lot and they basically, in their comedy shows, they use dark humor to make observations about humanity and uh, basically say things that people might have thought in the back of their head, but that they thought were too offensive or too vulgar to say out loud. So they basically explore the barriers of the human comedic mind and moral mind That is why a lot of comedians use it nowadays. But because they use it, they face a lot of risk of being cancelled because people are very torn about what they should think of dark humor. Because they think that, yeah, they crossed the line and everything. But is dark humor really that bad that people think it's okay to cancel them? It's only words, nothing bad's happened. It's not like I've drop-kicked a kitten into an orphan's face. (laughs) Once. I did that once. Let's start with saying it's free speech. The guy who texted me about the attacks after the Eurogame, they also voiced many of these arguments that I'll be telling to you now. And so he's a really good example for people who are pro-dark humor and say that it is free speech. The first one is that dark humor unites people during or who have had similar difficult experiences in their past or are going through them. And so they try to bring these jokes, try to bring levity and a sense of community to the whole situation. Let's say if somebody makes a joke about COVID, even if COVID has killed so many people, it still brings a sense of connection to everyone and makes you not feel alone and not fall into despair when you're confronted with a negative thing and find a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel and can give you hope with that. Dark humor can also be a coping mechanism for some people experiencing trauma because scientifically uh, laughing releases endorphins. Endorphins are um, a hormone that reduces stress. So It can not only like mentally help you, it can help you also physically to, um, you know, cope with hard, difficult situations better. Another argument that comedians have used in defending dark humor is that due to their purpose being like fighting taboo topics, it is basically, it can help challenge barriers and 
prejudices that people have surrounding a certain topic or surrounding something they don't know um, so it can shed light to taboo topic and can force the audience to or the recipient the person who hears a joke to be confronted with this taboo topic even if they don't want to. That can be very helpful when dismantling myths and the stigmas surrounding a particular topic. Then the argument that the majority of people pro-dark humor use is the argument of that everyone should be allowed to say and to make jokes about whatever they want. Because in the end, humor is to make people laugh and not to make people think. In the sense of like, a joke is supposed to lighten up the day and you know distract you from struggles that you might have every day or just soften the struggle you're going through at the moment and as long as nobody is made uncomfortable though it is okay to joke about everything in comedy especially there should not be a limit to what you can make fun of because jokes are not serious they are just to entertain you so why put a barrier to that And apart from that, everyone has an own line between offensive and funny regarding dark humor. And that line is individualistic because in the end, everyone has various experiences and everyone has levels of sensitiveness and everything. So since everyone is like so different in perceptions, then there should be no jokes at all because in the end anyone can misunderstand a joke and say it's not funny even though it is funny to the other majority of the people so that is a reason why dark humor is considered to be part of free speech and should be seen as free speech since it's basically isn't to take things seriously as comedy normally does uh, humor based on my pain <laughs> Now, though, we look at the other side, and I personally agree very much with the Contra side. I think the first thing that we need to look at when we're talking about dark humor is that jokes in general, they are supposed to make fun of things. And when you make jokes about something, you're basically allowing others to joke about it as well, since it's an okay topic to talk about and to joke about. And so you're making that topic harmless. You're making it normal to joke about. And so if this topic is a hard topic, like sexual assault or murder or pedophilia, how many jokes have I heard of pedophilia or anything else? Hard topics, heavy topics that need a lot of education to grasp them. If these topics are normalized and made harmless, you basically encourage others to not take this topic seriously and lower the perceptions of it, creating a sort of casual discrimination. If you constantly make jokes about rape, others around you will start making jokes about rape too because, you know, if you were allowed to say it, then I'm allowed to say it too. And so I'll start doing it, even if the topic is not something that should be joked about, especially if the topic is already like problematic to understand in the society. Making fun of it is just making it even more hard for people to understand it and to actually feel and try to inform yourself on this topic. And especially it's a problem when it's younger people who listen and hear these jokes. Younger people, I'm talking about like teens and children, nowadays they have easy access to the internet. These younger people, they hear these jokes and... Kids and teens, they imitate what they see. 
on this internet platform because you know it's cool it's in it can make you fit in with the others it's trendy you feel like the pressure to do it as well it's a normal thing that's how kids are and uh, kids always try to be older than who they are without actually realizing that they are not it's not about what they imitate it's about what who they are the experiences collect and these experiences that they lack they cannot differentiate between what is funny and what is offensive because their mind is already rigged by the wanting to fit in and the coolness of everything around them so not knowing much about the things that they hear and come across a dark humor joke like a rape joke for instance they don't think much of it because they have not had many experiences about rape not personally but through education they cannot start anything with it and think that it's harmless and this doesn't have to be from youtubers it can be from other people at school who who tell these jokes that basically like giving you free ground to allow yourself to make such jokes as well because he said it so i'm allowed to say it too right and this can become dangerous because dark humor jokes have so much power behind them especially if they're about marginalized groups whether it be race gender sexual orientation especially sexual orientation the not being educated and not knowing about the struggles of marginalized groups and the stories and the topics themselves they can use power against other groups or people without knowing that there is power to what they say and a great example would be that trend that went around some months ago which was national rape day that was a day that was trending on Twitter and there were some like teenage boys or I don't know who like said on TikTok, hey, yeah, guys, let's all go out on this and this day to sexually assault and rape women and children. And that went viral. And even though it was meant as a joke, many of the people, including myself, were scared of the reality that could come from that like even if it was meant as a joke for them it was threatening to everyone out there because you don't know who is listening to what you're saying and the people who is listening could be somebody who actually would go through with it because i don't know they have problems themselves or they just want to harm people and that is why people need to realize that behind even the silliest of jokes we could label national rape day as a dark humor joke it still can create a lot of damage without people knowing because they don't know the power that they withhold with saying that joke and thus leads me to my next point which is power power is always a problem when uh, we're talking about inequalities between marginalized groups and everything because marginalized groups have faced slurs offensive things all throughout their lives they all have their own stories, their own struggles. And marginalized groups already live in an oppressive society. So your dark humor jokes are just oppressing them even further. Why am I saying power? Because the majority of people who tell dark humor jokes, I don't know if you've realized, but they majorly come from non-marginalized community members. So mostly it's white cisgender men, but I've also seen white cisgender women do dark humor jokes. Throughout my research, I did not find a single person of color or a single member of a marginalized group 
that made a dark humor joke. Now, you might say, yeah, well, you didn't look further enough. You'll probably find someone. And I say, yeah, probably I will. But it will take me a lot of more effort to find than a non-marginalized person. And that already shows you that mostly it being non-marginalized people doing these jokes, they don't know what marginalized groups go through because they have that privilege. And so that already tells you that them not knowing about the struggles fuels the argument of people not knowing the power that your joke can have. So if you have not have struggles with the factor that marginalized groups have to struggle with, then you cannot really decide what is offensive and what isn't. If you've never been raped and you make a joke about rape, you cannot tell somebody who has been raped, who is calling you out on that joke, that it is not offensive because they feel pain from the joke that you said because the thing you're making fun of is not funny for them at all. It's the opposite of what you're trying to make it look like because then it turns into the powerful attacking the powerless and that is then not freedom of speech anymore because then you're destroying their freedom of life. Rape jokes are a hidden gem in comedy, let me explain. Rape, obviously, the most heinous crime imaginable. Rape jokes are great. <laughs> no, because they make a comic seem so edgy and so dangerous. And the truth is, it's like the safest area to talk about in comedy. Because who's going to complain about a rape joke? I mean, I would say rape victims, but they're traditionally not complainers. <laughs> Um, talking about like rape jokes, these jokes can also be very triggering for survivors. So because you telling that joke and making that situation harmless, not only are you making them have flashbacks to the assault and what they've gone through, you're also belittling their experiences and making them look harmless to others and make them who already are not trusted in this society, making them even less willing to come out and tell the stories or making other people less willing to take survivors seriously. Last one that I've written down is constant repetition. Uh, by that I mean that if jokes about certain marginalized groups exist, so let's say homophobic jokes, like, if that concept already exists and labeled them as dark humor, imagine how often these marginalized groups must hear it. How often gay people have to hear these homophobic jokes every day, especially if they're non-transparent. So if you don't know that a person is a gay and you're making a homophobic joke, imagine how they must feel. They must feel, like, incredibly bad because they'll feel even more discouraged to come out to you because they'll feel like you don't take them seriously. And that's exactly what we don't want to change the world. So that is another point that, that you should consider when positioning yourself on this topic. Also, something that many people say is, yeah, political correctness. Nowadays, we cannot say anything anymore because you've got to be nice. And dark humor is basically always under the eye of political correctness. And it shouldn't be that way. Well, let me tell you, political correctness is not as bad as you think, because in the end, it's a tool to make a world and the society more accepting of marginalized groups. In the end, it's like putting their foot down to discrimination that has, has been let through before. People are finally made responsible for doing those jokes. 
And so it's a good tool. Of course, cancel culture is not the way to do it, but callout culture is. So political correctness itself is not wrong. People who are against political correctness need to look at this difference because it's very important. So not supporting political correctness is basically wanting to protect or not recognize your privilege because the ones who don't support political correctness is people who are privileged in any way or the other and don't want to accept others to have some basic respect, the basic respect that they themselves have had all their lives because of their privilege. And so doing like a comedy show where it's filled with dark humor, it's basically offering a space free from political correctness, which is basically a space where privileged people are allowed to laugh at marginalized groups without judgment or being cancelled. And I think that just shows the inequality that we have and that still marginalized groups are not really taken seriously and that privilege is not being used to help but kept secure and safe because people are afraid to lose their privilege then there's people who say yeah but i wouldn't tell a joke in front of somebody who is targeted to you i have to say look you cannot tell who is targeted and who isn't you cannot tell if somebody's gay if somebody's been assaulted if somebody's been through an eating disorder or whatever so you could offend them at any time And if you know, like itself, if the joke has an offensive line to it, don't tell the joke. If you think that it has an offensive line, you shouldn't think, oh, this could be offensive to some. Like, there's going to be some who will be trying to cancel me if I tell this joke. So think about that and, and start thinking about this joke is offensive because of these struggles, because of this marginalized group struggles because of this and this and this, you know? And so don't tell the joke if you think that it's offensive and do it for the right reasons. I, I just can't take it. I discovered my wife's been cheating on me for a while and I just, I can't live like this. I have to kill myself. Doesn't it make more sense to kill her? So am I allowed to tell dark jokes then? Look, generally yes, but you need to recognize the line. And by the line, I mean the line between offensive and funny. You'll be saying, but yeah, but you've been destroying the um, funny side for the past minute. So there's not really a line then. You're contradicting yourself. No, there is a line between the two. Only that people who have empathy for the other party, for people who call you out if the joke is offensive, for empathy for marginalized groups themselves and everything that you're joking about and you have knowledge about it, then you have a line because knowing the struggles, you can stop yourself and think, okay, no, you will not even want to tell a joke like that because you know it has brought harm to so many people. Empathy can make the line visible. But if you don't have that empathy and don't have that awareness, then you should not tell dark jokes. It's only offensive because I don't know if you mean the joke or don't mean the joke. And even if you say, yeah, I don't mean it, that doesn't mean that you are aware of what the topic actually means. Always ask yourself, what is the point of the joke and who is the target? Is this topic really funny? Why do I want people to laugh at this joke? Because in the end, the joke is heavy for a reason. Also, if somebody calls you out about something that is offensive, especially if it comes from a marginalized group or somebody 
that is targeted in your joke, don't dismiss them. Okay, please try to put your ego aside of like having invented the most funny joke ever and try to understand where these people are coming from because they're not attacking you just because they hate you. They are attacking you because you are hating on them. Listen to them and try to be empathetic and then when you actually understand their point of view, you can actually invent a hilarious joke that everyone can laugh at and not only privileged people who have not struggled with a topic that you are mentioning your joke. Here we go. I'm bisexual. All right, I will now field one minute and zero seconds of questions pertaining to this. Go, Amy. How long have you known? Since seventh grade. I was watching Saved by the Bell and I thought, Zach Morris is hot. And then I thought, Lisa Turtle. Also hot. The fact that the words Kelly and Kapowski didn't just come out of your mouth is lunacy. What made you decide to tell us now? Charles found out on the road trip, and I was positive he was not going to be able to keep a secret for much longer. Bye, Rosa. I mean, not bye, but bye. I mean, see ya. I mean, have fun only having sex with men, just banging dudes left and right. I just stopped saying bye altogether. So that's the thing about dark jokes. This was this week's episode if you've been pro dark jokes all your life then i hope this has make you think from the other perspective but of course i still want you to have your own opinion about this this is mostly what i think always before you make a decision always know both sides of the, of the coin and yeah so recommendation of the week this week is an episode from the documentary series explained the episode i recommend to you is called political correctness you can find it in season one, episode four, but I recommend to watch the whole series because it's very interesting. It was created by the production company Fox. So the series basically digs into topics from our society. And the episode that I recommend to you is about political correctness, talking about pro and con sides and, you know, everything you need to know about political correctness. The cool thing about this series is that the episodes are short, compact, and they're well-researched. I was very surprised that in 20 minutes I learned so much about different issues and topics in the world that I never thought I would grasp so easily. So I really recommend you to watch that episode because it's very informative and can help you a lot in positioning yourself. So yeah, that was this week's episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you're having a good day. I'll see you next week again. Same time, same hour. Make sure to stay safe and don't forget, marginalized groups are not overreacting, but dark jokes might. Okay, bye!